Hey, this is Erin Lindstrom, and you're listening to Thank You For You. This is a show about celebrating and acknowledging our humanness as well as our beingness, the easy and the hard, the gifts and the (laughs) gifts we don't really like but choose to accept anyway. This is a show about and for people in pursuit of more peace, more joy, more money, more justice, and more of the awe that life has to give us. Thank you for being here, and thank you for you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Thank You For You. I'm Erin Lindstrom. This is going to be a solo episode, which means I'm talking to myself. (laughs) I am excited for this episode because I want to talk about something that's been coming up on coaching calls. So I have right now two one-on-one clients. I don't, as in one-on-one coaching, (laughs) I have another client, two other clients who are really They're one-on-one, but it's really for their organization, like sales strategy support and that sort of stuff. And I think that's kind of it this moment. And then of course, like, you know, running a SaaS company and helping a nonprofit and all that jazz. So, oh, but here's why I was going to say that (laughs) is because I also am a guest expert in a couple different containers that other coaches and leaders host. And I come in and I typically do like a mindset call, which is really a blend of mindset strategy and healing. Because if you know me, you know that I think they're all related. And that is what dynamic coach training really goes into real quick before I like jump ahead into what we're talking about, which is people pleasing and not people pleasing, (laughs) which I'll explain in a second. When it comes to strategy, mindset, and healing, the reason I think these three things are important is because to me, you know, strategy is like, what are you trying to do, right? What is the end goal? And then how do we actually do that? What are the steps required? Mindset is the part that like needs to actually believe that we are capable of doing that, right? So we actually like show up and do it. There's identity shifts that happen. That to me is like in the mindset portion. Healing. Now, some people I think hear the word healing and are like, woo woo, ah, what are we doing? Like, (laughs) and it's interesting to me because healing Sure. There's like the woo-woo stuff. And the reason I think it does have a a bit of woo-woo in it is because it's about faith and trust, not religion, not making you believe anything, but just the element of faith, right? And like in the universe, trust in self and then trust that like things are working out for you, right? That sort of thing. And there's a scientific side of healing, which to me really is the trauma-informed part and the understanding that we're all humans with experiences. And the experiences that we've had, like we have reacted to them. And sometimes what happens is we like learn to contort to get our needs met as kids. And then as adults, as we're kind of like doing this work, we have the opportunity to get curious about why we are the way we are, where we learn to be that way. Why in some cases we felt like we had to be a specific way to get our needs met. And how is that playing out now? And do we want to change it? And one other thing that I think is important to talk about when it comes to the healing piece is being in community, being working with an ethical leader. Many people have work trauma. Many people have had horrible bosses, which is one of my favorite movies, by the way. <laughs> but many people, you know, have had a toxic work situation, right? So even if it's not, you know, childhood trauma that we're talking about, we have had things that have made us not trust others. And to heal that, to learn to trust yourself, because a lot of times our self-trust actually takes a hit when we find ourselves in an environment like that, that requires healing in my book. That's what I'm categorizing as healing, at least in the way that I'm teaching and talking about this. So just wanted to give you the overview on that. And what I will say too, on a you know pragmatic level, the healing piece, especially in some of these containers where I'm working with service providers, so graphic designers, operations people, VAs, 
uh, <laughs> copywriters, all of the people who are like doing the things to run the business, right. For the person. And lots of times running agencies, they're like, okay, but healing isn't a part of this. Okay. But it, I would argue that it might be, (laughs) and here's why, because when people come and work with you, they often, you know, maybe it's not, I had a bad boss, but they've oftentimes had other situations with contractors where they didn't get what they were delivered. They haven't actually been like, you know, held accountable for doing what they're supposed to be doing on their side of the contract. And like being in a situation where you're building trust together, lots of times requires some healing, right? Like if they haven't, experienced that before that is healing, right? If you had like a terrible teacher in college or a professor, whatever, and you know, you just, it didn't feel good to you. Right. And then you go into a situation where you have a great professor that's healing, right? When someone's holding space for you in a different way, that actually does feel good, where you feel like you can be yourself, where your needs are met, you're seen, you're heard, you're respected and you're communicated with in an honest and open way. That is healing for most people. Cause most of us have had some situation where that wasn't the case. Okay. All right. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, (laughs) today's episode really is about people pleasing. And before I hop into like, we're going to go through different ways this comes up because I never, I still don't, (laughs) I mean, I guess now because I have more, you know, lens around this, but I was never like, oh my God, I'm a people pleaser. That is not something that would have come out of my mouth. It's like, I do not identify as a people pleaser. What I didn't realize is that people pleasing isn't just like doing what people say, right? Or like literally people pleasing, right? And it's not just, these are all forms, right? But it's not just having no boundaries. Like I have boundaries, I say no to things. So I didn't resonate with the term people pleasing, okay? The more I kind of like dig into this and see what does like give me a lot of stress, what sends me into my own personal anxiety spiral, what what things have been the most energetically trying for me over the years, it is relationship-based. And sometimes it's my relationship with myself. In fact, most of the time it's the, my relationship with myself. I have great relationships with other people and on the, and I have boundaries, but what happens is when I uphold the boundary, the inner, the inner spiral sometimes happens. And on the other side of that, if I don't uphold the boundary, right. Or, or if I do something, but then I'm scared, I go into fear. And I'm talking about this all like presently, it's going to be a mix of present and past. And by the time you're listening to this, like things are always changing. Right. But I just want to share my experiences with you too. So I was reading a book the other day. It's by Ryan holiday. I it's called something about courage. I'm going to pull it up right now. So I can tell you, because I want to share a quote with you from this book that I was like, aha, that feels like a good one. If you don't, read or listen to books. It's something I highly recommend. People are always like, well, how can I, you know, change my mindset and blah, blah, blah. A lot of this stuff is in practice and it matters like who you're surrounding yourself with and all of that stuff. If you are at a point in time where like the people around you, you're like, I know I'm calling in, right. I'm showing up. I'm looking for new friends who are kind of committed to growth and learning and all that stuff in that season of change, like go to books, (laughs) seriously, like surround yourself with authors at the very least who can help you just think differently. You don't have to take it all at, you know, point blank. Like you don't have to accept everything everyone says authors either, but sometimes it's good to hear different perspectives, to hear someone who's like in Ryan holiday's case, coming from a very like stoic perspective. I don't agree with all of it, but there's some of it that like really hits for me. Right. So 
invitation for you to do the same. If that feels good to you, if not throw it away, the book is called courage is calling and it's by Ryan holiday. And something he said is fear by its other name is shame. Okay. Fear by its other name is shame. So for me, for whatever reason, in that moment, I was like, aha, because I don't consider myself scared. I'm not scared. Okay. Like I understand that I'm going to have hard conversations. Feelings are going to get hurt. And I, you know, most of actually everyone in this moment that I work with, like is capable of having a hard conversation. They want to have it right. They're willing. They understand the power of awkwardness and saying the truth. And like, we're here for it. That's part of the commitment when you're working with me that said, sometimes after you do the thing, it still doesn't feel good. And part of it is shame, right? Part of it is like, oh my God, I'm so scared and people pleasing. If we go to medicalnewstoday.com, I just want to share what they say about people pleasing. Cause I'm going to talk about it in some different ways today, but they say the people pleaser definition, right? The term people pleaser refers to a person who has a strong urge to please others, even at their own expense. They may feel that their own wants and needs do not matter or alter their personality around others. People pleaser is not a medical diagnosis or personality trait that psychologists measure. Okay. So there's like interesting things in all of this, this idea that we, that we sometimes alter our personalities. That's what I refer to as contorting when you're with someone and they're a certain way and you find yourself being a way that matches them instead of being fully yourself or fully in your truth. That's people pleasing. I recently had a situation where there was some like, you know, just talking about someone else and I didn't love it. And in the moment I didn't do anything. I just kind of like, didn't participate in the conversation. And for days after I felt that as I was kind of like unpacking that, right. I was like, why do I feel this way? Oh, because I didn't say something. And my character, like my, that was a contortion. I people please by not saying anything. Cause I didn't want to be the goody two shoes or the one who's like, Oh my God, shutting down the conversation because blah, blah, blah. Right. But for me, that wasn't true for me. And it would have been awkward if I did it, but it was more awkward for me not doing it because I then had to live with that like after shame, right? The hangover, if you will, of not being truly you. And that I think is something that we don't always talk about that side of being a people pleaser. But another piece of that is, is you know, how we express our feelings I will share with you over the last, I don't know, six years ish. (laughs) A part of my journey has been, you know, going from someone who I think from the outside looking in is like, oh my God, you always have your shit together, right? And not that I didn't have my shit together, but a lot of times when I was upset or something, it was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. (sighs) You know, like that's annoying, but whatever. Yeah, I'm sad, but like, it's okay right? Surface level, like no tears, no nothing. And not that you need tears for your sadness to be real by any means. But I think where I was and what I kind of realized was like, oh, I'm icy. Like I was icy. My insides felt like a fucking ice cube. (laughs) And being in relationship really with my best friend, who's also in business and who we kind of, you know, shared things over the years and worked together and we're navigating friendship and business consciously together. That was huge. I think for both of us had our own transformations, right? But what I noticed is, oh my God, my ice cube starting to melt. And oh my God, when I did have feelings, I was like horrified that like she would no longer, you know, trust me or respect me. Like, because I like got upset about something and that wasn't true at all. 
And, and really more than that, it was less about the trust. It was lovability. Will you still like me? Right. And like, if I'm upset, like, what does that mean? And can you like, can we get past that? And that's why I think, you know, friendships are sometimes so, so, so important, particularly when you're growing a business and when you're doing things consciously and all of that jazz. Anyway, <laughs> that was years ago, right? And that I started to melt, becoming more in touch with feelings, kind of noticing that they were even there where before it was just, oh, it's fine, right? And toxic positivity in some ways, which I think was modeled to me in many ways of like, no, it's good. Like we're blessed, we're grateful. And that can be true. And you can still have feelings, right? There are plenty, plenty of things that we've all experienced that have grief, grief attached, right? Some loss tiny things, big things. And who the fuck is one to measure? You know what I mean? Who's to say what's big or small, but the grief is there. And if we didn't have a chance because, uh, well, I'll speak for myself, right? Like I was an ice cube. There's a lot of things I didn't grieve from <laughs> 30 years ago that have come up in the last couple of years, as I've you know gone deeper with myself and kind of uh, been on a path of figuring out how to find actual peace, because while I was saying everything was fine, I also had wild anxiety. Like, and what the fuck was that? Right. How does, how does being fine, but sometimes anxious line up with people pleasing? Like where are those crossovers? Right. What is that? So basically journey of curiosity, right? So different ways this shows up in business. We're all different, right? And like, as we are in business, like I could handle all the things in business. It was more personally that I'd find myself like hiding <laughs> in business. I'm open. I'm honest. I'm having conscious conversations, right? But there's like a level of safety there that I already felt, right? And I knew it was kind of like secure in that safety. Personally, that was different. This matters. I share this because it matters. Yes, you can do different things in different places. And ultimately you are one person. Okay. So that separation, when you're going towards, you know, wholeness and figuring out not necessarily work-life balance, but everything, if you want it to feel, I say peaceful. And I mean that not in an all the time way, but if you're, you know, your bottom line, your, your home, your home base being peaceful and then having ups and downs. The ups and downs aren't going anywhere. <laughs> okay. I'm probably going to have anxiety in some way, shape or form forever because I care and that's okay. Right. It's more like, what is it doing to my body and how am I holding myself through the anxiety? Right. Am I so preoccupied with someone else's experience that I'm not showing up for myself? That to me is like where this gets super, super, super important. And if you are running a business as a human, Showing up for yourself is important, both on and off, you know, the zoom screen or on and off Slack or on and off wherever you are. Okay. So going back to the group expert, uh, calls and things that have been coming up, people pleasing does come up for people. Some people do identify cool. Okay. I'm just, I want you to know that sometimes like we are doing things like this without even realizing like that's what other people are calling it. I and mean, I am a thousand percent, one of those people. So who knows if that will be helpful for someone other things that kind of come up, right? Like worrying about clients feelings. So if you're delivering something and you know, like you are in integrity, right? Like you're doing your best. You are delivering what you said you were going to deliver. You have an ethical program promise or guarantee, which means that you're not fucking guaranteeing results that you can't guarantee, right? That you're pricing like is in accordance of like what makes sense and what it costs and like what is 
in integrity for you and not just like a number that you added three zeros to because a coach told you to, right? It has to be integrous to you. When you are doing all of the things like correctly, it is okay to have an element of, hey, I just want to make sure like, <laughs> does this look okay from the outside looking in, right? That's using community, that's getting trust, that's not being the know-it-all, right? And there's also a place where you can be at peace with knowing that you're doing your best, that you're open to listening, that you've gotten feedback and you can trust that if your clients had an issue, they would talk to you because you've created an environment where communication is core, right? But if that environment hasn't been set up, if you didn't facilitate it, then they might not be saying something, right? But if you're worrying about it all the time, right? And worrying if they like you and what are they going to say and what are they going to do? That's just something to notice, right? It's something to notice and get curious about. Another thing is when you hear a Slack ping, right? If that, if a Slack ping directly correlates to a pit in your stomach, that is something to get curious about. Your body has signs, right? So that anxiety of like, do they like me? Are they happy? Maybe you feel that in your chest, right? Maybe you feel that like, doom. Oh my goodness. Like in your gut, like pay attention to where you feel these things in your body, or maybe you don't feel them at all, or maybe they're, you know, good feelings. Cool. Let's just be curious about all of them. Right. Another one is the desire or compulsion in the way it was described to me to over-deliver. If you promise things and you keep giving more and more and more, sometimes that's generosity, right? But generosity without boundaries is not actually generous. So where is the give coming from? Is it to provide value because you know this makes sense and it feels good within the container? Or is it because some part of you is scared that you might, um, that you or your service might be undervalued or underappreciated and this is your way of getting that validation? Notice, be curious, check in, right? Another one, overpromising, right? So you're on a sales call and instead of selling the package, as you know, like this is what they need. This is the best case scenario. You end up hearing yourself promising extra things. Oh, we'll do that too. Oh yeah, we'll throw that in. Again, going back to the last thing, sometimes it's generous, but sometimes it's a compensation mechanism to try and get like security or to be liked, which which pieces of us needed to be liked to get our needs met and feel safe, right? So sometimes we do that again in our businesses. So again, this is just another point of, hey, let's bring in some curiosity here. Is that happening? If so, why? Is this how I want it to be? So can I accept this instead of telling myself I'm wrong? Or do I want to make a change? Can I make the change? Do I need support? Okay. Another one <laughs> is avoidance of hard conversations. So hard conversations are you know, sometimes uncomfortable, awkward, that the feeling of like, oh, I don't want to do this <laughs> won't necessarily ever go away. For some people it will, for some people it won't. But if you are in refusal of having them, like really avoiding them, you know, not available for it, that's something to be curious about. Why is that? Right. Perhaps it wasn't modeled how to do that. Perhaps there was no such thing as like a safe relationship or conversation for that matter. And so this is like coming up now, perhaps like it's the, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to hurt their feelings, all of that, right? It's about things outside of us. And if we can come back to, can I show up in integrity? And like, I know this is going to be awkward, but I'm going to do my best. And like, that's the best I can do and accept that and, and love yourself through the process, which means afterwards when like you're in the, uh, okay, uh, can you show up for yourself? Can you, instead of telling yourself that you didn't do a good job or even just feeling the shame of that, that's another thing 
sometimes internal, the like inner voice that's like mean, I never really, I didn't think I didn't resonate with the idea of having an inner critic because I don't hear the words. I just got the sensations, the feelings of being in trouble, like in my body, but it didn't have a word with it. So inner critic didn't mean much to me. Again, I share that just in case it helps somebody else, but start to notice those things start to notice. Okay. Well, now I'm feeling this. I know I can do it right. Like, and, and maybe you are taking action or you aren't, but how are you relating to yourself through the process? right? It's not just about the conversation or the other person. That's like part one is how to do that. That's the strategy piece, right? The mindset piece is believing that you are capable of having a conversation like that. The healing piece is how are you treating yourself and caring for yourself through that situation? How are you showing up for yourself? And, you know, a lot of times I have to, in my own mind, think about it in terms of like, if this was my child, how would I you know, how would I support her or him or them through having a difficult conversation? And if they were upset afterwards, would I be like, well, it's fine. It's fine. That went well. You shouldn't be upset. Fuck no. I'd sit on the floor next to her, them, they, him. I'd sit on the floor next to them and like be with them in their feelings and not make them wrong for it. So can you extend that to yourself too? This is important. Maybe it sounds silly, but like, at the very least, you don't have to change anything, but just be curious about it, right? Start to notice it. Are we um, dismissing ourselves? Are we disconnecting from ourselves? Which is a pattern that is learned when we are children that we then take and can either change or keep or whatever. And disconnection looks and feels different. Well, maybe it doesn't feel, but it can look, it can take different forms, right? Disconnection to some of us could be like, oh, I'm such a fucking idiot. Disconnection for others can be like, I need to cry and I'm going to start a fight with my partner so he leaves so I can cry by myself because no one ever like held me while I was crying. So I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to be seen in that vulnerability. So instead, like, let me start something so then I can be mad <laughs> and be in that. Again, all patterns, like all, all things to just be curious about, okay? And as you go through these things, sometimes just noticing them and bringing them into your awareness and having the intention of doing something differently is enough. And that's cool. Sometimes this is something that you might want to go to therapy for, right? Like you might need support and working it out. Sometimes being in community can be enough where you're having conversations and friendship can do so much to nurture these wounds and support you in a way where they, you know, conscious friendships hold space for you and who you are and let you do your own thing. And it's that loving relationship that's non-judgmental that can do a lot of that healing too. So there's something to be said for community or friendship. And sometimes it's a combination of those things. And sometimes it's one after the other. And a lot of this is lifetime stuff. So not to overwhelm, but just want to talk that out. So we're all, you know, on the same page. <sighs> Last but not least, the other symptom that I wanted to talk about that's been coming up is pushing into personal time to satisfy clients beyond the scope of your contract. So there's lots to be said about hustle culture, get it done. I will work all the time. And there's also something to be said for like, I won't, <laughs> I have boundaries, right? Like I'm not saying any of this is good or bad. I think it's all personal decision. I think it is about being in integrity with yourself. I think it is about seasons. I don't think it's always, always the same. I personally have had seasons where like, I'm not doing a lot because, and by all, I, that's the other thing is what the fuck is a lot? You know what I mean? 
but I've had seasons where I didn't feel super productive in business because I had other things in my personal life that I was committed to in that moment. And that's a choice that I made, right? It's different when something happens to you versus when like, it's a planned for thing. And again, it's not necessarily bad if it is happening, but it's something to be conscious of, to get curious about, to decide how you want to navigate that going forward to just, you know, see, see what's there. Um, when we push into personal time, sometimes, again, these are curiosity things, right? And really you are the only person who has these answers. And as you keep going, your answers might change and that's okay. This isn't supposed to be like perfect get in a answers. Curiosity is like the discovery of things, right? So it's being open and aware and learning yourself in different ways. And you will continue to develop a relationship with yourself the longer and more consistently that you're curious. Okay. So something that sometimes happens is, oh my gosh, I have to do all of this work. And what's happening is we're avoiding joy. If I held my boundaries, right? If I did my work when I said I was going to do it, if I got curious about my procrastination and what was actually there, why I was avoiding doing something, I'm maybe able to like get this done in the time that was allotted for it without sacrificing like a party I wanted to go to or a thing I wanted to do, right? So sometimes we're stripping that joy from ourselves because we're like punishing ourselves in some way, shape or form. Other times we do that and it's because I didn't want to go to the party, right? And like, I didn't say I didn't want to go. So instead I create this fucking work monstrosity that now I need to stay in. And now I have a real excuse because I wasn't comfortable saying no to begin with, right? So those are just some things to kind of think about, to get curious about, like, what is this really? And sometimes the spin of what is this really and curiosity, we can take it totally in our heads and just create more things to think about instead of actually feeling. So that's another thing to just be mindful of too. Curiosity in your body, where do you feel it? Like what's happening here? And also knowing that you don't have to stay in that forever, right? Coming back to the support stuff, like who would it be helpful to talk through this with? Is it a professional? Is it a friend? Is it my journal? Is it, you know, God, whatever that means to you. Maybe it's praying, going for a walk. Maybe it's, I don't know. But those are the things that we can kind of start to notice and create a relationship with ourselves by looking at that stuff. And I think a lot of times anxiety is our relationship to ourself before we're willing to show up for everything because anxiety kind of makes all of the feelings it's like the reaction to feelings being too much in a way. This is my own personal journey stuff that I'm sharing right this minute. This isn't, you know, take what you want and leave the rest. But like sometimes anxiety is the frame that you're looking through that makes it all bad and wrong that you're even overwhelmed or sad. And like, what if we were just overwhelmed and sad instead of worrying about that we were overwhelmed and sad, right? It's like an extra layer of its disconnection and it's, you know, punishment sometimes in a way. And that is because we're not pleasing someone, something ourselves, right? Or our inner critical parent for that matter, a piece of us that decided you needed to be perfect and we don't need to be perfect. In fact, it's unattainable. I'm going to fuck up regularly <laughs> and I'm also going to like do my best as much as I can, right? And be honest with myself and I'm going to listen and I'm going to you know, correct my behavior or reactions, like where I can and when I can, and I'm going to continue to build trust with myself so that 
I can do things that require courage and bravery where I know people aren't going to like me, but I also know that I'm doing what I think is right. And I don't, and, and what the hell is right. Right. <laughs> That's about having values in my opinion, like what are our values? Okay. Let's say like justice and communication and kindness. If I come back to those filters, instead of the filter of anxiety, now, what do I see? Now, what do I think is the right choice, even though it might be hard? And again, coming back to community support, like who do I need to talk with? Who are my trusted advisors that I know, you know, believe in the same things I believe. So they're only going to advise me in ways that are aligned with my values or who will just hold space and still, you know, accept me after whether that's a friend or a professional, right? Like therapy is important. So you can just be yourself after, and you don't have to worry about your personal relationship necessarily. I think that is where I kind of want to wrap this today because it, it's a lot to consider, right? Like people pleasing sounds so simple, but I think it's a lot more complex. There are different layers. This comes up in all different ways. And so my hope is that kind of hearing some of this, maybe give some ideas, like brings new lenses of curiosity to different pieces of the puzzle and that you can take that where you want to go. In part two of this episode, which will come out next week, we're going to go through 10 different things that you can do to keep moving forward, right? To not be the people pleaser all the time, to have boundaries and all that jazz. And so these will be actionable based on all the things we're talking about today. But today, like, let's get curious and let's just check in. And, and if you're not ready for this, that's totally okay too. Wherever you are in your journey, like, do you listen to yourself? You don't have to please me. <laughs> like, I'm not here for that. So have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening. Shoot me a message on Instagram. If this resonated with you, if you took something away, like I would genuinely love to hear these solo episodes are funny. Cause like, obviously I'm talking to myself, but talk to me. I'll talk to you too. <laughs> I would love to know what kind of hits and maybe what doesn't. And we'll continue this conversation because it is important and you are important and your feelings are important. They don't, doesn't mean they mean everything about you, but even just holding space for them, like this all matters. It does. Thanks for being here. Thank you for you. Hey, it's Erin. And I want you to know that you matter. Everything you're doing and everything you've done, it all matters. It all counts because you are important to the people around you, your family and friends, your audience, your clients, and quite honestly, to the world. Whether you're changing lives on the front line or changing lives while you're changing diapers, your presence matters. Every life you touch counts. And from just one interaction, there can be infinite, meaningful effects. And for that reason, I want to thank you for showing up and doing the work to be with yourself and share your light and your gifts and your love with those around you. If you want support with any of this human being stuff, you're always welcome to join me inside of my coaching membership, Human Being Club at humanbeingclub.com or follow along with me on Instagram for more behind the scenes, silly stuff at Erin Lindstrom. Once again, thank you for being here and thank you for you.